favorite ESPN Wisconsin content. Free and everywhere you get your podcasts. Wisconsin On Demand. 94.5 ESPN is WKTI and WKTI HD Milwaukee. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening. And you're on the tee, presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. Do you ask to play through when you're on the golf course? You shouldn't. <laughs> I'm heated, Gabe. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm guns a-blazing Steven on this is Monday night. all sorts of fired up. Now, I don't. And I, I play quite a bit. Not on the weekends. Usually on the weekends, I'll, you know, a uh, couple different groups of people that I've, I've got in my life that I can play with. But a lot of times during the week, I'll play by myself. And if somebody asks, hey, do you want to play through? I will. If not, then I'll just bide my time. Again, if there's nobody behind me, take out that second ball. We've had that conversation here. Hit a couple extra chips, a couple extra putts. Maybe you didn't like that approach shot. Hit a second approach shot in there, kind of playing by yourself. You can't record the score anyway, so might as well try to work on some stuff and get a little bit better. But your experience this weekend, Stephen Watson, threesome behind you wanting to play through. So I'm going to set the scene for you. It's a beautiful Saturday morning with a couple of buddies. Got a great foursome. Weather's nice. I'm just happy to be out on the course, Gabe. Oh, yeah. And I will preface this by saying that we were about three minutes late on our tea time. Okay. So I'm going to give you the full story. So you're, you're just a, a hair late. late. Yep. Just a hair late. You know, we had a couple breakfast balls. That's why. Sure. Yeah, naturally. You're, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's an 8.30 tea time. Yeah. You know, we didn't have time to hit the range. You're not so. showing up at 7.30, grind away on the range before yes. the round. So we're for some walking. There's a two-some in a cart in front of us. They're flying, off and running. They had an open tea time right in front of them. But behind us is a threesome walking. Behind them is a full tea sheet of foursomes. So we are on the second hole on the green. They are on the second fairways. The first time we noticed that they were kind of waiting for a second. You know, you're a threesome playing on a Saturday morning, pretty much a full course. You're going to wait. Just like Gabe, if you and I were out there as a single on a weekday, we're waiting. Every once in a while, you just got to wait. And we're okay with that. Just got to wait. It's part of like the unwritten rule in golf. We're now on three tee box. They're on two green. They asked to play through. I, they didn't ask me. They asked one of my, my buddies who said, yeah, we'll see if we can, we can get you to play through at some point here. But we're not going to stop on three tee box no, you and let it. them play through on three. So you were playing, you were playing uh, at Wisconsin Club, at yes. the club that you belong to, and for those who don't know, three's a par five, and typically the easiest way to have somebody play through is a par three, which is coming up next. You have on a four. par three on four. Yes. So, we decide to play. I, I think we're playing at a pretty good rate. You know, I, I, I've played that course enough to know what my clip is going to be. You know, a, a four-hour round is, is respect, respectable. Oh, a four-hour right? round on the weekend, you're feeling really good, yeah. We're at a 340 clip. Whoo, you're, you're flying. So we're playing pretty quick, and a lot of that's because we have a twosome and a cart in front of us. So there's an open course in front of us. So I was not a part of that first conversation where on the three tee box they had asked, can we play through? 
So we're now a couple of holes ahead. And I've noticed that they've waited a tiny bit. Not sure. enough where they're like twiddling their thumbs or we're taking too long. Because that is one thing I'm very cognizant of when I golf is are we playing slow and are we holding people up? Because I have been held up and it can be frustrating at times. So we fast forward a little bit. Just finished a uh, par five, fifth, down the hill. We're now in the sixth tee box. They're on five. And this guy comes in hot at me because I'm on, I'm on the tee. Sure. I was called a name, Gabe, that I've never been called on a golf course. And you definitely, he, he told me the name. Steven has relayed what the name was, and this isn't Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Not that we can say it on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy either. I'm not trying to get fined. We've let it slip a couple of times on the morning show. I am not going to allow Steven, the perfect broadcaster that he is, just ask Ben Brust, to allow <laughs> any sort of slippage during this story. And I'm called a name that, you know, I'm not too fond of. So I'm hot now. <laughs> and... That's one thing I won't tolerate on a golf course. It's like, I don't want to be like the, the old timer, like these sure. are the rules and these are how you play by the rules. But I also don't tolerate people that aren't just respectful human beings. So this person comes up, they're hot at me, and they say, you guys really aren't going to let us play through. And I was like, we're playing at an hour 40 clip yep. on our front nine. We're teeing off. They still have another shot and a half on the hole behind us. And mind you, this is the best part of the story. He gets hot at me as he had sprayed his ball way off to the right. He's now hitting his approach shot into the green in front of our tee box. So, Gabe, <laughs> so, I line up. I'm so on the he tee. can't be really be, he can't be waiting for you if you are somehow converging right now. Correct. He just thinks he's been waiting enough sure. throughout the previous few holes that he has warranted a let's get confirmation that I you're can't. really not going to let us play through. Sure. And my argument for not allowing him to play through was, if we let you play through, all of those foursomes behind you are now going to be backed up even more. They were signed up to play nine holes. Mm-hmm. We're on the six tee box. Like, we're not holding up your day that much. I know that we're playing an hour 40 clip. I did the math. So I'm about to tee off as he's still chirping at me, calling me a name I can't say on radio. I'm about to hit my ball. I step off my ball. I look at him and I go, I can't play any faster until you hit your shot. <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> there was no passive in that aggressive. That was full aggressive from yours truly. And I'm not that person. But I kind of loved in that moment that I was. And my buddies all looked at me like, wow, didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> I, I didn't know you had it in you either. I can't Sometimes play any I surprise myself. You so naturally, he shakes his head. He's pissed. He hits his shot. I believe he flew the green. Can't confirm. I was so fired up. I ripped my drive because I was like, we're out. That was my mic drop moment. Just piped it. We never heard from them again. Except, I will say, and if they are listeners of the show, they did apologize a hole and a half later. They recognized that they were in the wrong and apologized. I hope there's no beef whatsoever, but I think it is part of a larger conversation, Gabe, which is why I brought it up on this show. What is the proper way to play through? 800-990-3776. That is the ESP Milwaukee talk and text line for On the T. Was Stephen right? Was Stephen wrong? I want your feedback. Was he right to be upset? Threesome behind him. They weren't going to play through. It's a full golf course. You're not going anywhere anyway. And you, and I, I feel like there's this is an important part of the story, is you... The twosome that was in front of you, 
you caught them on like the 10th tee because that twosome caught some foursomes. And Correct. There was an open tee time in front of them. They played yeah. fast. Naturally, there are two of the cart where four human beings walking. But you still caught them because they caught foursomes in front of them. So you were playing at a pace that you were able to erase a tee time Correct. that was in front of you. So you were playing at a good pace. Threesome that wanted to play through even though there was really nowhere to go on the golf course. Uh, was Steven in the right, Steven in the wrong, 800-990-3776. That's the ESPN Milwaukee talking text line. The biggest problem I have with this is I love that how fired up you are about this. This is fantastic. It, it was them asking to play through on two. Sure. On two. Man, I can't like imagine. They waited for like 30 seconds. And all of a sudden it was like, all right, you're playing too slow. You're letting us play through. On two. Like, I just can't imagine. On a Saturday morning. We're not talking about like a Tuesday morning or, you know, early afternoon where the, the whole course might be open. I'm talking Saturday, and it was a packed course. Yeah. You've got a full course ahead of you, full course behind you. It's, it's again, I would never ask to play through. If I'm in a twosome, if I'm in a threesome, like, I am not going to be asking to play through if I've got a, a group in front of me. I will wait if you ask me, hey, you want to play through? I'm waiting for you to notice. Like, don't worry about me. I'm waiting for you to notice. Okay, we'll let you play through. Um, at no point am I going to ask. Now, if it's gotten to a point where I think you probably should let me play through, am I saying bad words about you under my breath? Of course. But I'm not going to come up and, and call you a word that you can't say on the radio. I'm just going to call you that under my breath, respectfully. I'm not going to do it to your face. Do it behind your back. Yeah, and then we had to have lunch at the turn, like at the exact same time. It was really awkward. <laughs> 800-990-3776. Chris in Milwaukee. You're on the tee. May have lost Chris here for a second. We'll try again. All right, we're having some difficulties. But if you want to let us know how you feel, 800-990-3776. That's the ESP Milwaukee talk and text line. We'll get the phone lines working here in a second. If you think Stephen was in the right, Stephen was in the wrong, again, there... Again, I feel like the answer to this is very obvious. You got an apology. You got an apology from the the, uh, the group behind you. Chris in Milwaukee, you're on the team. I hope I'm on. Gabe, did I make it? Yep, we got you, Chris. All right. This is simple. I think you already pretty much, you know, answered it by saying that, you know, you never ask. You know, it's it's somebody, you know, there are people that have not played a lot of golf and may not fully understand it and comprehend how much they are backing up the course. But it is it is within their right. Uh, they have to kind of offer that up if they know they're slowing people up. That is my belief. Yeah, and especially if you're a threesome on a packed course that, that just foursomes are behind you. Like, you're now going to hold up. I think that's the one thing that you don't realize. If you're asking to play through, yeah, there may be a little bit of opening behind you, or uh, there may be a little bit of opening ahead, but behind, that's going to hold literally everybody up because it's not like it's just a seamless transition to let them play through. Now you've got to wait. People Especially behind you are catching a, up. Early yeah. in a tea time, too. Like yeah. Early yeah. in the day. We're, we're talking about backing up foursomes for hours, potentially, You know, if you're, if you're sitting there watching three guys play through on hole four. And I've had the luxury, thankfully, to play where you have Steven all the time, and I know people who are out there all the time. And, yeah, I think they pretty much self-patrol themselves. I wonder if this was actually a member that you're going to get to see again, Steven. 
I, I hope I do, and I, I don't want it to be any bad blood here. It, it, I, I, I will say he he did apologize. I think they recognized they were in the wrong, but in the moment, Chris, I was heated, and I don't I like to be it. that guy on the golf course because like it's a Saturday morning. It's beautiful. You're out there with your buddies, but it spoiled my round. Even after the yeah. apology, I still found myself bummed about that entire situation for these players that ruined it from the from the start i can't believe you the one of the ones i i think i heard your first time out as well and you said there was a guy walking behind when you were putting and finally on 16 in a match play game you had to stop him but i think this one would have jacked me up even more than that probably yeah, nobody's going to want to golf with me. We, we, we appreciate by, by the time this show is over. We appreciate the call, Chris. So did this did did being called the curse word we cannot repeat? Did this like focus you on your round? Did it fire you up? Like or or did this like get you frazzled and kind of the round went spiraling out of control for a little bit? Can I blame it on that? That would be fun. Hey, look, but we've been over this. Yeah. It is never your fault. There are always extenuating circumstances out there that are preventing us, all of us, from playing our best golf. No, I actually, I believe I parred number six coming up the hill. I crushed my drive, Gabe. And it was because I was was fired up. Halfway up the hill? No, Gabe. We've we've had this conversation. Well, you said you were fired up. You and I play a different game. All right. We've played Wisconsin Club together, and yes, you're... 70 yards in front of me. For me, getting it to like the bottom of the hill on okay. six, I'm happy You're with. You're pretty happy with that? Sure. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. So Mike- for me, yeah, I was happy with my 275-yard poke. Mike on Twitter chimes in, nothing worse than the guy or group that wants to play through on a busy, beautiful weekend day when there is nowhere to go. And that's the situation Stephen found himself in over the past weekend. You can chime in, 800-990-3776. That's the ESPN Milwaukee talking text line with Stephen in the right, with Stephen in the wrong. We want to hear from you. But coming up next, the Player Impact Program. What the hell does that mean? Next on the T. Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. The Player Impact Program? What is this? Well, he was discovered by a couple of different golf reporters. Amon Lynch, I believe, was the first one to have it. Jeff Shackelford wrote a piece on it. Uh, the Player Impact Program on the PGA Tour. And it's been that's something they already implemented this year. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. Because yesterday, or excuse me, over the weekend, Stephen Watson was playing his, you know, weekend game up at his club, having a good time. And somebody asked to play through while his group was standing on the third tee. Third tee, that early. Full golf course. Who was in the right? Who was in the wrong? They were coming in hot, man. Yeah, eventually on the sixth hole, Stephen was called a word that we cannot cannot, uh, replicate or say right here on On the Tee. But we've got... uh, you know, so we've been asking you for your feedback. 800-990-3776. You can also uh, tweet at ESPN Milwaukee if you'd like. But right now, we have John in Milwaukee who has a playing through story. John, you're on the tee. What's up, John? Hey there. What's happening, bud? 
Hey, so I just played uh, 18 holes at Silver Spring Golf Club, and uh, my buddy and I were playing okay. We were playing a little slow, and there was a single behind us kind of pushing us, and obviously we let him play through. Did he ask? Did he ask John to play through, or did you notice him and you went, hey, we should let him play through on this next hole with your buddy? Yeah, yeah definitely noticed him. He was playing fast. I, I think that's kind of the rule of thumb is uh, we asked him to play through. And then there was another gentleman that was playing fast, thought we were done with the hole. We were kind of a little left of the hole, pitching on, and he flew the green, decent shot. And uh, we were kind of catching up, and he decided to concede his putt and move on to the next hole because he was moving really fast. So he just picked up his putt. He just decided he was playing through no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Wow. So, but back to the, uh, what the other gentleman was saying, uh, I think you got to the, – the, the person in front has to give – permission for that individual to play through you know packed course you just gotta you know that's the way the the cookie crumbles you just gotta you know go with the rhythm you gotta go with the pace that it's at you can't be too demanding and i mean especially when they have three golfers to the the oh yeah or up ahead you gotta definitely just kind of be patient yeah, yeah, you're when, speaking my language, John. Yeah, we appreciate the call, John. When you're a threesome sandwich between two foursome, like there's just there's nowhere to go. You have to realize there's nowhere to go. Kevin in Sheboygan chimes in on the ESPN Milwaukee Talk and Text Line, 800-990-3776. Steven is completely in the right. That's a good way to start. A I love this show. <laughs> it's a great way to start. A very casual golfer. I'm pretty sure that the etiquette for playing through must be offered, especially on a full course. On a full course, the one time I believe it's acceptable happened to me and my brother. We were walking one afternoon. Solo guy in a car- cart caught up behind us um, on like six for twilight. It's all you can golf before dark. They were still waiting on the tee when he drove up, politely asked to tee off with us and play through. He went fast, smashed it, and was on his way. That is, I mean, that's. Again, I feel like that's the uh, the right way to do it. We're hey, talking about a single with, with a cart, yep. I, and as long as you're okay with it, you know, just they can play quickly that way. But we're talking about my situation was a threesome yes. wedge between foursomes. What are you trying to get to? Yeah, I mean, this yeah, this you tee off with someone, you you know, especially in a cart, you're a twosome. If he's a single in a cart, by the time you get to your balls, good chance that you know he's already up on the green and he's not going to bother you for much longer. Yeah, and um, I think the lesson to be to take away from this is. It should be offered to you. Yes. Needs to be offered. Again, and... And And that's just as much on us as a foursome, recognizing, hey, we're playing slow. Like, we have these guys who are waiting. We want them to enjoy their afternoon or morning at the golf course, just like we're trying to enjoy ourselves. And as a golfer, you should offer that if it is getting extreme. Two tee box, not the place. No, never. Maybe four when you hit your first par three, but two tee box, no. The saying Didn't goes, fly well with me. you drive for dough, and well, some extra dough is going to be on the line in the PGA Tour, and that's where we start today's All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive, but off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? 
That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. If you've been following the PGA Tour, you may have seen stories about the Player Impact Program. It's been actually going on since January, but it was just reported on now. And it's complicated to dive into. There's a formula that they have that they have $40 million that they're going to be splitting among 10 players who finish high in these rankings. Pretty much that that's mostly about Q rating. Like how popular is a player? It's how much the, value are they driving for sponsorship dollars? It's the Tiger effect. A hundred percent. Because Tiger Woods drives eyeballs to the golf product, and that's the reason everybody's made money, as much money as they've had on the PGA Tour over the last 20-plus years. So they're trying to figure out a way to divvy up this extra money, and why are they doing that? Well, the PGA Tour doesn't offer... Guys have done this for the European Tour. If you've wondered why some guys like Patrick Reed or Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas may show up at this random... European tour event from time to time. It's because they offer appearance fees. Yeah. You get X amount of, for just A lot of tournaments in Asia do the same thing. They 100%. promote the heck out of the best yep. players in the world. They pay them. They want to be seen. It's going to drive up viewership. People buy tickets. Simple. PGA Tour doesn't do that. Correct. Do not do that. So they've come up with this instead. And this is... It was kind of funny because we didn't even get a chance to talk about this. And why would they talk about this? It's soccer because we're a golf show. But the... The Super League that was proposed in soccer reminded me a lot, and the Super League lived and died in 48 hours. Super League reminded me a lot of the Premier Golf League, the PGL. If you haven't heard of that, well, that is some money that has been floating out there. It's been a story that's been floated in golf for quite some time where they're trying to come up with a competition for the PGA Tour. Not as long of a season, a team-oriented game. And they're offering a lot more guaranteed money, especially for the game's top players. For the game's top players. So that's this is the response to that. They're trying to make sure that their top players, the Ricky Fowlers, the, the Phil Mickelsons, the Justin Thomases, the Jordan Spieths, aren't enticed by this money that's out there. And they're looking for a way to get more money in their top players' pockets. And not just money in their pockets. They're trying to get them to come to these tournaments every single week. For these guys that are making money just simply by winning or by their brand, like they now can make more by actually going to tournaments, right? Like a lot of these mm-hmm. top players will take weeks off at a time because they just want to prep for majors because they recognize that's where my brand matters is in those four tournaments out of the year and the FedEx Cup as long as they stay in the hunt. So this is an incentive for them to show up every single week as well. And no offense to guys like Pat Perez who has, like, kept his PGA Tour card literally forever. Like, dude's been on the PGA Tour. Doesn't win a ton. Yeah. Just kind of floats and, and is able to secure his PGA Tour card and make his money each and every year. Like, you're not you're not driving people to the television. I love Max Homa. He won a huge tournament earlier this year, won the Genesis Invitational. It's one of the premier events on the PGA Tour. But you love Max Homa because he's amazing on Twitter, right? Yeah, no, not so much. Okay. I mean, he is good on Twitter, but I've, I've listened to a number of different podcasts. Yeah. He has his no, own he's a very podcast. Guy. Yeah, he's just a very likable guy. And maybe as he continues to grow his brand, he becomes one of the more popular guys out there. But these aren't the guys that are driving people to their televisions 
on a Saturday or Sunday to watch, you know, the TV coverage of any given tournament. That's what they're trying to do, trying to put those money the po- the money in the pockets of the guys who are making a difference in terms of drawing driving viewership. Correct. Because at the end of the day, it's about money. And 100%. it's about ratings. And well, it's about what these major networks are paying and the money that they can make on advertising when somebody like Tiger Woods plays in a tournament or somebody like a Dustin Johnson or a Justin Thomas or a Rory McIlroy or even a Ricky Fowler, even though he hasn't played well, he still draws. What I love about golf from a competitive standpoint is, and, and there are some exceptions out there where you can get your, you know, there's, there's injury exemptions and all these different exemptions on the PGA Tour. But for the most part, the thing I love about golf is there's a number. If you shoot it, you're going to make money. If you don't, you're not making money that week. And I kind of enjoy that from a competitive standpoint. That being said, this is still an entertainment product. At the end of the day, all sports, it's entertainment. NFL, MLB, NBA, soccer, whatever sport you want to throw in there, it's entertainment. That's the money that you're going for. And some guys are more entertaining than others. Some people just draw people in. It's like, you know, Will Smith is going to make more for, you know, a movie than some B-list actor you've never heard of. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's kind of a similar way to look at it that way. So that's what I like about this. It's, it's admitting that, yes, we're also an entertainment product and we need to entertain our fans. And here's a way for us to say, yes, you guys are doing a good job making our product entertaining. Well, it protects the, stu- the superstars in the sport from somebody like, uh, I'm looking at who's playing in the Valspar this upcoming weekend, Adam Hadwin. You know, somebody like that, making the exact same amount of money as Rory McIlroy in a If weekend. they win the tournament, yeah. Correct. If, if they both, yeah. Adam Hanwin and Rory but McIlroy. But Rory is selling way more tickets yep. and driving way more viewership if he's in contention. 100%. And so it, but it, if it, you win, you get the same amount of money. Correct. So I, I, I like it. Do you like the, the player impact program? Yeah, I like because it. I think it's consistent with sports and entertainers, like entertainment in general. Like these guys are, they're, the reason that people watch these guys is because they're entertainers. They should be profiting off of their likeness, right? 100%. I'm but, curious to see what the 10 names on this list are at the end of the year. And that's where it's going to get tricky because, like, what, like, is Hideki going to be in the top 10 just because of the international ratings that he draws every single. Maybe. Like, think about Yao Ming in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Right? Maybe. I mean, being the Masters champ is always going to help. Yeah, of course. But. You know, Rory McIlroy, everybody's, he's going to, I feel like, always going to be in the top 10. Like, when, what is going to be the difference every single week? Is it going to take somebody changing their body like Bryson and putting out workout videos on their social media to change no. their brand he in needs order to stop that? <laughs> he needs to stop that immediately. Those things are. But his brand the has never been bigger. Worst. Is it? I don't know. Do people like Bryson? No, but he, he's okay with that. I don't think he's okay with that. I think he thinks people like him. I know, but we had this conversation. I think he's just so disconnected Masters from week. actual reality. Of course, he thinks everybody likes him, but all the great villains think that people actually like them. Yeah, I, I, see, like he doesn't I, recognize that he's a villain because his ego is just so far up, and he's so into himself and this change. And I think it's actually great for golf. Is I it think though? it's great that, like, it, I'm watching. Like, I'm, see, and I would probably see, already different. be watching, but I think he's bringing more people in. At the end of the day, that's what this sum of money is for, see, right? I, yeah. So, people so are watching to I, watch Bryson. I don't know if he's a villain the same way like Patrick Reed's a villain. No, because he he actually comes across as like he tries to be likable. Bryson, that is. Yes. Like Patrick Reed, just I don't care about you, <laughs> your family, anything. 
Like, I'm here to win, and I'm going to go back and do my thing. Do you That's think okay. the negative press that goes with Patrick Reed would prevent him from being on a top 10 list? Or, or is the PGA Tour going to subscribe to all press is good press? Well, we'll see in 2021 Ryder Cup. We see Captain America come out. Homie's going to get paid. Nah, he ain't, he's not going to make the team. No chance. But Stricker's not going to pick him, right? Like no, the Stricker, dude, Steve Stricker's <laughs> way too nice to pick Patrick Reed. Like I talk about like polar opposite human beings, like Mister Nice Guy versus like Mister Evil. And I know that you got to pick winners. Well, but, but no. Man. So here's like part of me respects Patrick Reed because the last time we had a Ryder Cup in in France, he was teamed with Tiger. Patrick Reed shoots like an eighty three. An 83, professional golfer, 83 in the four ball, claims that Tiger apologized to him and then proceeds to throw his captain under the bus for not pairing him with Jordan Spieth and then throws Spieth under the bus as well. Like, he just lit everyone on fire that he could in the last Ryder Cup. Like, you cannot invite him back. Right now, he is not qualified on points. If he's qualified on points, there's nothing you can do. But if he does not qualify on points, he cannot. But... But, cannot be a captain's pick. But going back to what this sum of money is all about, we're talking about Patrick Reed. Yeah, maybe. Hey, cool. Give him eight million bucks. Just do not put him on my Ryder Cup team. We cannot get embarrassed. I'm with you on that. At Whistling Straits. It is time for this week's Kirk Goral Moment of the Week. And now it's time for another Cart Girl Moment presented by Fairways of Woodside. Just a tip, boys. From that far away, I can't tell if you're waving me over for some drinks or if you're motioning me to go away out of disgust. As if me and my loud cart are the reason you're not playing well. Smile and wave, Mandy. Smile and wave. Oh, my God. This has been another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. Now, this is with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Another one. Another one. We the best music. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you could take Over the weekend, Stephen Watson had an incident on the golf course. If you want to chime in on playing through 800-990-3776, had a threesome behind him. His group was a foursome. And some words were exchanged on a tee box. Eventually, people did apologize. If you want to weigh in, 800-990-3776. That is the ESP Milwaukee talking text line. But right now, we've got to get into some fantasy golf. Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take the drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. I'll be honest, Steven's just working me every week on this. He's already picked a winner, did that when Jordan Spieth won. Had a group that was in the final, uh, the, the penultimate, I should say, the second to last group 
Although they didn't play that great on Sunday, but I can't say anything because my group was nowhere near the cut at the Zurich this past weekend. I went with uh, the young guys. I went with the young, uh, you know, Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf combination, but your group was a lot better. Yeah, I went with Tony Finau and Cam Champ, and we were both just hoping to see a little, like, Ryder Cup preview, and both teams just kind of fell right on their face. I mean, Finau and Champ were, yeah, second to last group, going into Sunday, alternate shot, which is a very unique event, the Zurich Classic. You have two rounds of alternate, two rounds of, you know, low, and I was disappointed to see Finau and Champ fall apart, but it's just become Finau's M.O. Like, I I don't know how you can put him on a Ryder Cup team if you have to play a singles match on Sunday. So the he singles can't match play Sunday. Stuff, like, he's a great Thursday, Friday, Saturday guy. But I think that consistency, like, he was one of their better players in, in France. Yeah. The consistency that he has is actually really good for match play, I think. Match just, play. Yeah, and that's what we're looking at. For, because yeah. he might have a blow-up hole here and there on, on a Sunday, but he can still recover, and I think match play he'll be all right for. Um, but yeah, the, whew, his Sunday struggles on in stroke play events have just not been great. No boy. Not been great. What did you think of the Vals- or uh, the, uh, the Zurich? The Zurich? I like it. I enjoy it. But again, like after the Masters... I'm like playing my own golf. It's nice out. I got more other things going on. I probably watched more LPGA golf on Friday and Saturday just because it was in that six to nine kind of prime time slot versus more middle of the day. I caught the end of yesterday. Um, so I watched the playoff. I saw um, the chip in, um, you know, from from Team Aussie that that kept them in it. And it was it was fun to watch. The alternate shot again, like some of the spots that you leave your partner in, like Louis Oosthuizen has to be sick today after just rinsing the tee shot on, on the, the first opening, on the first playoff hole. Yeah, I, I mean that's the great equalizer about alternate shot is the fact that you're, you you can watch your team crumble so quickly. Like we saw, I think the average score on alternate shot was two over. Yeah. For the field and like you know when they're when you're playing too low, I think they were like seven under. It was it was almost yeah, oh, like yeah. a ten shot swing between the two days, and, and that's the great part about alternate shot. I think it's it's one of my favorite formats. I would love to see the Zurich go to four straight days of alternate shot. Do you I, think do you think the, do you think the pros would want to play four days of alternate shot? Probably not. But they're that's what it comes me. down to. But but that's what it comes down to. If they want to play that or not. And if they don't, then you're not going to have big stars sign up for it. And you're not going to have some of the bigger names that are out there signing up for the event. Were there that big of names already? A lot I mean, of the did, top guys have, out. Yeah, you didn't have DJ, you didn't have JT. But, I mean, Morikawa's a, a, a major winner. Um, you know, Finau and Champ are two of the young... Well, Finau's not that young anymore. He's he's in his 30s now. Yeah, he's young 30s. Um, but, I mean, Finau's still a name that yeah. people talk about quite a bit in the game of golf. So I think you had some names. You'd have the big names. like this Bubba. week. Yeah, you had Bubba. This, I mean, this week you've got Justin Thomas. You don't have too many big names. I mean, you've uh, DJ, Patrick Reed. So you've got bigger names this week at the Valspar, um, which is... It used to be before the Masters. Now it's after the Masters. This whole PGA in May is kind of thrown off the entire PGA Tour schedule. And it's just weird, and I don't like it. Yeah. I, I actually I don't mind the PGA in May just to get a little bit more consistency of, like, one major tournament every month. Well, you had the players in May, though. Like, the players in May is fine. Like, so much is just jammed in the early part of the PGA Tour schedule because you have 
Now, two elevated events in the Arnold Palmer Invitational and in the Genesis Invitational, which is Tiger's event, the one that we just talked about with Max Homa, you have those two marquee events where you get an extra year of eligibility. It's more money. It's more prestige. So if you move the players and you have the players, that's all before the Masters kind of jammed in there. Spread that out. Let it breathe a little bit. Get the uh, get the PGA back in August. That way we can get it back up at Whistling Strikes. Get major championship golf back in the state of Wisconsin and let the players move back to May. It's all about building up to that FedEx Cup. They're trying to make that relevant again. You have to give a little bit of breathing room at the end of the major season to then ramp up for FedEx Cup. They want more guys to play in big events. I don't mind it. That's why you got to spread it out. Because now you're, I mean, there are a lot of guys that are only going to play one event and that's going to be next week. The Wells Fargo. Yeah. Um, before between the Masters and the PGA. That's on them. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got this week? Who's your one call, that's all, Gerber Loss's pick for the Valspar Championship at Innisbrook, yeah, I, the I Copperhead went, I went a little chalk here. You, you have DJ and JT, the number one and two in the world in the field. I'm not going with them. I'm going with the two-time, let's make it three-time defending champion Paul Casey <laughs> To win the Valspar, there's only been one golfer to ever win the same tournament three times in a row. Do you know who that was? Tiger Woods. Fair guess. It was Steve Stricker. Oh, and he went back to back to back at the John Deere? At the John Deere. You're telling me Tiger has won at... Um, or I should say since Steve Stricker. That okay, was, I was about to say, because Tiger's won Tiger's uh, what's won now Bay the Hill Farmers like Invitational. Oh, yeah. times in He's won the Bay Hill <laughs> six million times. He won at uh, Torrey Pines, which is now the Farmers Insurance. He won that like seven times But that's as well. still in a decade, right? I mean, yeah. uh, Stricker won from 09 to 11. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going I'm going Paul Casey for my Gruber Law Office's one call, that's all. Pick of the week. So I am taking somebody who finished in the top 10 in the three previous events in Florida. Just the state of Florida. Just the state of Florida. So yeah. the Florida swing, he was top 10 at the players. He was top 10 at Bay Hill. was top 10 at um, the WGC events that they had at Heritage, at the um, at concession. He also finished tied for second in this event last year. I am taking Jason Kokrak to win this event this week. You're going, who the hell is Jason Kokrak? Let's Doesn't say matter. he's not going to make that top 10 for the players' uh, sum of money every year. No. No, he is not. He had a very awkward, like, betting analogy saying he was going all in on himself in 2020. Like, after they started playing again last year, it was a very strange social media post. But he had picked up his first career win at the CJ Cup last fall. Okay. So I he like is you going off the map a little bit. I like is... Paul Casey. He's a win. Six top 12 finishes and eight starts in 2021. Paul Casey. He's playing great He's playing right pretty now. well. Yeah, he is playing pretty well. So those are our fantasy picks. Uh, I'm playing 100 holes of golf. 100 holes of golf coming up on Thursday. There's also someone in Wisconsin who was playing nearly 100 holes just about every day last year. We discuss as we wrap up on the tee. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Steven next on 94.5 ESPN. For it's on the tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. A hundred holes of golf sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Well, that's what I'm doing. Playing a hundred holes of golf. Depends who you're asking. (laughs) 
100 holes of golf in one day is coming up for me on Thursday. I do want to thank everybody. Uh, I've talked about it quite a bit across a number of different shows here on 94.5 ESPN. And uh, so, again, thank you to a number of different people, including Stephen Watson, who uh, donated to the cause. I've raised $7,736 for the MAC Fund for this event. And as a group, uh, we've got 19 or 20 people. uh, We've raised $175,000 this year to help support uh, the MAC Fund and the fight against childhood cancer. Man, that's so awesome. Great job. That's so cool. Yeah, $540,000 this, this event has raised. And every year it's just 18 to 20 people who have been able to kind of rally the community together and, and get this going. So uh, this is year four of the event, $540,000 since the inception. Um, so it's it's going to be a great event. It's an exciting event. I'm excited for it on Thursday because last year there was just so much doubt about the event. We didn't know if we were going to be yeah. able to play. Finally, we were able to play. Only got 54 holes in because we had to do tee times. Like Up until two days before the event, we thought we were going to have to walk it which if you've ever played at the bog, uh, Ooh, I was not looking test. for, I'm not, I was not looking forward to the walk from 12 green up the hill, which is closer to a mountain. I'm sure if you're walking it, uh, up to 13 T, which is a par three. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to each have our own cart, going to be zipping around, have to play pretty much nine holes every hour. I was going to say like, what's your tea time? Uh, it's a 7:45 shotgun start. Ooh, that's late. Yeah. 7:45 a.m. shotgun start. Um, yeah, that's uh, that. Then and then the pace of play needs to be one hour per nine holes. Just got to be flying around, which I have no doubt we can do because again I've done this before. So when you're out there, are you taking any practice swings, and are you reading any putts? You're reading putts occasionally. Again, I feel like if if you play if you if you hit a couple of good shots consecutively, you don't have to like zoom off, you know, to the side. If you you kind of keep it in front of you a little bit, you can on, on a birdie putt, I'm going to take my time. If it's like a par putt, not so much because I've I've decided I've got some people out there that are donating per birdie, so I want to make sure I'm hitting some good birdie putts. I'm joining the cause. I want to I want to know your score. I want to know how many birdies I will donate. We encourage you to donate as well. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really going to be keeping a full score. I mean, I can if you want. I want you to text um, me at every birdie. <laughs> but every birdie, but that's the thing, because, I mean, again, I, you hit a foul ball, you're not really going to go chase it down. But every birdie, that's what I try to do. Like, those are the holes that I'm going to focus a little bit more on when I know I've got a birdie opportunity. How, what, what's your over-under? Like, what, what are you happy with in 100 holes? How many birdies? So here's the deal. Last time I set the goal of, like, 10 birdies, and I had nine birdies and an eagle— in the 100 holes. But I have had rounds this year where I've had six birdies in a round, and this last week, shout out to the uh, Brown Deer Outlaws, played with those guys, a couple of guys within the Brown Deer Men's Club group. We played up at Dretzka. Uh, I shot a 78 despite having a triple and two doubles because I birdied five Good holes. Good grief. <laughs> so I birdied five holes, and the putter's rolling right now. Like I'm, that is I'm like, scoring that is on your, par fives. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your dream match play partner. <laughs> He's going to go and throw five birdies. Yeah, he'll have a couple of blowups, but that's on you to pick him up. Yeah. And and they were stupid holes, like so stupid. Should have never, ever done those. Like one bad swing um, and a couple of, you know, just kind of blew up a little bit. So having done this in years past, yep. you finish 100 mm-hmm. at what time? Uh, so it you're mean, probably fighting daylight. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you're fighting daylight a little bit. Uh, so if you do an hour every nine holes, you're looking at eleven hours. Okay. 
So, I, and I think it took 12 hours last time I did it. I think we te- I think the shotgun was 7.30 a couple of years ago. Maybe it was 7.45, I don't know. But it was, we finished in, uh, it was a little bit dark. It was a little rainy. Like, we got a little rain toward the end of it uh, a couple of years ago when we actually played the full 100. So, um, but I'm looking forward to it. And because I'm just such a psychopath, uh, if it wasn't raining, I probably would have like finished out the nine. Like I was still feeling great after a hundred holes. So it's interesting. I've played in an event a couple years ago at Sand Valley. The day it opened, they had their summer solstice event. Super fun. This was 72 holes of three rounds on the Sand Valley course. And at the time, Mammoth Dunes had not been finished yet. So we did the, the six hole loop three times. So we still played 72 holes. But it was walking and carrying. Oof. And like it was like it was a mental and physical test. But I also found myself the third round was my best round of golf. Because you're not thinking, you've got the swing down. Did you do you have a sun, like a Sunday bag, one of those little smaller bags? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I took not every, the full Yeah. And the nice thing about Sand Valley, you don't have to worry about losing balls. <laughs> if you played out there before, yeah. you can just spray the ball all over the place. You're not losing a golf ball. So I think I only had like a sleeve or two of balls. I took everything else out because it was a nice, beautiful day. But man, that was 72 walking. I know you're doing 100 with a cart. Yeah. But still, I no, would imagine. 72 walking is grueling. Like, that's harder than 100. I was crawling <laughs> up the final fairway. <laughs> crawling. And my buddy who did it with me, the one rule, the guy who ran the whole thing, said, bring an extra pair of socks because. You're going to sweat, mm-hmm. and you're going to get really bad blisters if you think you can walk 72 holes. I walked 31 miles that day. Oh, my goodness. With a, with a golf bag on my back. Oh, my goodness. And my buddy only brought one pair of socks. Did he you, couldn't walk for like a week. Did you think about, like, so you played the same course three times. So on the third time around, did you think... You know what? I don't think I hit a nine iron when I played out here the first two times. Nine iron, gone, out of the bag. I don't think I hit a four iron. Four iron, gone, out of the bag. Did you think about dropping clubs as you went along? No, but I should have. That would have been a lot smarter. (laughs) Gabe, where were you? It's right here, bud. I was just a text away. Just a text away. And I'm going to be a text away when you make these birdies on Thursday. All right, I'll keep you updated. I am donating for every birdie that you make. All right. You name the price. (sighs) Oh, man. (laughs) No. Maybe not that. No, no. Yeah, I I want a price. I'm going to stick to it, and I want everybody to follow Gabe on Twitter. Where can they donate? Uh, they can donate again if you go at GNITL16. Uh, if you haven't donated already, if you have, thank you. Uh, at GNITL16, I have a tweet pinned to the top of my Twitter profile. There is a link there that you can click to uh, donate to the Mac Fund. So certainly appreciate that. Appreciate uh, you know your donation pledge here. We'll uh, we'll negotiate and update everybody on how exactly I did and if I'm still standing after this Thursday's 100 holes of golf uh, with the Ringer event and the Mac Fund. This has been on the tee. We'll be back again next week. 94.5 ESPN. Exco.